bad sex. How do you deal with those awkward moments that are sure to arise in any sex life? Authors Peter Desberg and Tom McLaughlin of the Bad Sex Manual join in to talk about the top most embarrassing things about sex. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome to episode 129, because sex isn't ever just about sex. Yeah! (laughs) It's complicated out there, and... I mean, you know, the title of this book that we're going to talk about, Bad Sex, we're hoping Bad to... Bad Sex Manual. Yeah, That's I mean, the goal, the goal of our show is to vanquish such terrible phrases <laughs> forever and all for our listeners. There's always going to be bad sex out... You, I mean, you can't avoid it. No, but, you know, I think... I think I well, we'll think, get to it, we'll but get, yeah, I think we'll that... We'll take a poll. How, which of us no, has No, but more and more, I find it's in, our, in the power of our listeners to, to shape the experience with Whatever partner they have at whatever skill level they are. Good well, positive note. Too. I am positive about it. This is where I like to teach and you and you're like, Oi, no, hey, no. read a book before you come over. I need a master. You don't enter my room unless you're a master. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to coach because I find people adapt and learn. Okay, very quickly. masters come to me. Oh. Students go to tea. Oh, oh great. <laughs> Send the students to me. All right. I occasionally like a master. I like to learn too. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple of business items before yeah. we launch in with, uh, with these awesome guys who are sitting here with us in my living room. Uh, hey, all. You know, we have the advice show at the end of every uh, month. So ask TNA. Write us at advice at tatalksex.com. And uh, we will answer all your questions. And uh you know, yeah. At the end of this month, we've got some exciting questions that came up and send us some more if you have them. We'll yes. make sure we include them. We really do love to hear from you and we read every single one. So, um, so yeah, please do write in. You're also departing on a trip at the oh, end of the month. I am. Steph's doing a lot. Um, so I'm, I would like to say, I don't want to be overshadowed. I am holding the fort down. Oh my God. She's been an angel. <laughs> With our weekly I show. Do any of this without her. She's been a godsend. So no, no, no. Thank T, you. Very, you. It's totally, you're like my teammate. Love you. I can't do it without you. I love you too. So you're going to I Europe am. to work on a book project, which I I'm am. excited for. You guys, I'm couch surfing. I don't know exactly where I'm going to go. It's a total wild ride. I will be in France. I will be drinking lots of coffee and having lots of croissants. Yeah. So make sure to write in with your favorite croissant shops for, uh, for Steph and where she should go. Please do. Yeah. And share like, you know, where, um, some of your favorite spots or, um, uh, places you think that would be very beautiful and inspiring um, to visit uh, that would be good writing holes. Yeah. So Europe. and then by the end, uh, soon enough, you'll hear about a book that has to do with gender dynamics and a lot Sexuality, of the stuff that we male yeah. female connection, how to create a really electric circuit in yeah. your oh, relationship. Oh, oh, circuits, <laughs> electrical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but while she's away, I'll still be posting shows about things like foot fetishes and uh, <laughs> anything else that tickles my fancy to be quite frank and she's going to hijack the show and i'm only going to be able to tune in occasionally to give you guys some updates from where i'll be in europe <laughs> so if you want to stay in touch with me while i'm on the road you can go to stephanieallen.com and all my social media stuff is right there i'm going to be tossing out a lot of different questions um, around topics and things that i will be contemplating and thinking about and i'd love to have have your input um, you can also, there's going to be lots of, uh, travel tips I'm going to be needing as I travel through Western Europe and lots of shenanigans because I'm going to be sleeping on strangers couches. So that will be, uh, that will be an adventure. 
Moving on. So we're jumping in. Um, oh, sorry. We're jumping in here. We have um, Peter Desberg in front of me and Tom McLaughlin. And you guys are the authors of the Bad Sex Manual. Thank you for being with us. Hi. Our pleasure. Hello. Okay. So let me get the voices straight. Pete. Peter. That would be me. Okay. There we go. And Tom. That'd be me. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So just to give you guys... Um, so Peter, Peter, you are a clinical psychologist, and you specialized in you specialize in stage fright, really, mm-hmm. which is kind of perfect, I feel, for writing a book about bad sex because it's kind of a performance oriented thing. Well, Depends can on how be. many people are watching, but yes. <laughs> you know, in college once, uh, I was dating this guy, and I wanted him to come over to my dorm to have sex, and um, and I had roommates, right, or, or you know, I was in this little complex, and he was a little older, and he said, and he was like being vague about. It. He's like, well, don't you have? Oh, that's easy. Well, don't you have roommates? And I said, stage fright? Question <laughs> mark. You know, you know, well, what's the harm? No, he, he wanted he wanted extra playmates. Maybe <laughs> he, but he he didn't say it, which brings us back to the importance of communication. I can't read your mind. <laughs> and where were you when I was going to school? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the liberation, you know, yeah. of the yeah. of the two thousands. Well, I have I have a pretty um, yeah anyway sexual females in the family okay and tom you are a writer director and you um you wrote the friday the 13th no well well, one of them one of them part six yeah jason lives which has a lot of humor in it too a lot of humor in it yeah that was sort of the reason i did it is because i could actually have fun with the genre cool yeah because because you actually your other projects um definitely dovetail from like the horror genre yeah, I ended up being the go-to director for Lifetime Television for Women. What? So, yes. What so a sensitive I, soul you yeah, must I, have. Well, I don't know. I, I, I did my best. I kept saying, aren't there women directors? And unfortunately, in those days, there really wasn't that many. Wow, So yeah. I learned a lot about, I mean, we did shows on uh, oral sex. We did shows on cyber sex. I mean, you know, all, all subjects that were a little taboo, but actually appealed to a younger demographic than what they were going for before with women over 50. Now we were kind of putting in rock and roll and going much more for, you know, girls that started watching Lifetime at 12, you know, and so I think I think that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> Wait, and and you were a big fan a of uh which film was it? The which the one? date with an angel? Oh, date with an angel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was starstruck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and you directed it. Wrote it. I wrote and directed that cool. one too as well. Yeah, cuz I went from Friday the 13th to romantic comedy which is what my heart was really into all along uh but i end up keep going back in the horror you know yeah. for some reason i keep being pulled back in well might i ask you in that lifetime phase where you're directing for young women did you learn a lot like did you come out of it feeling a little more enlightened and, oh, yeah. and empathetic or connected very women <laughs> very 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 much um yeah because it was interesting to really you know, there's that side of every guy that's the sensitive side, the one that they never want to show. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and talk to Marsha Gay Harden about a character. So I really want to hear what she has to say. But also it was all about working with these young teenage actors. And one of the things we did was a book uh, called uh, Odd Girl Out, which was about cyberbullying and all that and had you know, uh, Alexa Vega, you know, in it. And she was just amazing. And it kind of got me into Facebook and, you know, all the social media stuff and the whole realizing how much, you know, relationships really happen, you know, on social media till now I'm addicted, you know, I'm on those damn things all the time. So, oh, it, no. you know, you got, you become sensitive 
sensitive to areas you never thought, you know, that you would be, because I didn't start out to be making television for women, but it's sort of like, well, well, I love that collaboration. And most of the scripts are actually written by women. So there was always, you know, their voice was very, very predominant. And the stories were from the woman's point of view, and we kind of put the guys in the back seat, you know. <laughs> Interesting. So you guys wrote the the bad sex manual. Yes. And I and so let's describe this a little it's a it's a funny it I mean it's an entertainment piece. I laughed out loud. We were laughing. That's um, good. That's the good. photos that was the intention. That's, the yes. photos are hysterical. But I did have to stop a minute because you because there are points of like it's a it's a it's a compilation of there's stories from men and women and I mean they're very real sounding stories and I'm like, are these real? What is it? You know, so it's a compilation of all these different experiences that you hope you never have, <laughs> but but they do, I'm sure, happen to some to many people. Um, but can you tell me this, like, I guess the story behind how you guys came up with this concept and what what you were thinking? I guess, yeah. What is yeah. it? What were, were, were we thinking? <laughs> were, were, the, were we thinking would be yeah. probably the place to start. <laughs> but you know, think back to we'll start with chapter one. Um, you guys should be interesting to ask this of, but have you ever had sex with a fellow who had a premature ejaculation? Yes. Yeah, I have. <laughs> right. I have. Was quick, I actually so have he. an unfortunate story <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell actually, us. the guy I lost my virginity to, pre like he like literally like he would barely get it in and, and no. would totally come and and I and I'm but we were together for like a year. So the first year that I was sexually active. I'm like, mom, I'm not working. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And she's like, well, honey, you're not even having sex. Like he just, we literally would wrap him up three times in the, and I felt so bad and he did too. And it was and a disaster. Question though, did he, was he able to like reboot or was no. he someone he's like, he came and that was it. That okay. was it. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much. Went a, got a beer and that was it. Yeah. You well, know, but you're, you're 17. So anyway, so yeah. yes, I have had that experience. But, I mean, that's the whole point. Your first response was to laugh as soon as you heard the oh, question. Oh, wait, no, well, wait, let me, no, like, redo that. I don't, no, that's okay. Well, We're used to being laughed at by people like you. No, people like you. I mean, I'm laughing now, but the truth is, I have found the way around it is really, like, is that if, even if that happens, it doesn't have to, have to end there. And if, in terms of the way that you can play sexually, right, it doesn't have to be game over for activity. No. And, um, and also, I'm a big fan of, like, if you feel it happening you'd better tell me to stop and i and I, i've had a couple guys where they taught me that they'd be like okay stop 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 stop, I'm like, stop, stop, stop right and i do and then there's guys where i found that they didn't know that little trick and maybe they came in then after i said oh my god why didn't you just tell me to stop and once we did it was you know yeah just just it can and yeah. it can be right to me and so i had one one lover who would, yeah he would came quickly and then i got upset because i felt like he didn't care and i addressed it and i said you know the story i was like i come twice before you come at all and he was like, <laughs> yeah, and he said, and he That's went, tea teaching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I spanked him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, but I mean, it was anyway, he, he, he said, yeah, okay. And, and then we were great. No problems. So I don't know. Address it head on without being rude. Okay. Moving on. But as, as we were talking about it, we kept on thinking of what's, what's the next step? What do you do after that's happened to you? How oh, yeah. do you get out of it? And how can you avoid the terrible shame and the stigma and the humiliation in that moment when it just happened? Yeah, especially with a new partner, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's more likely to happen with a new partner, right? Yeah. 
And and you know and also you you bring all that baggage of you know, of early sexual encounters you know onto the rest of your life and like if you were a premature ejaculator it's like oh please 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 not this time not this time you know and so if it does happen that's what the book's for a but series the, the of ways irony, to bring it to comedy the the funny irony is that when when men have a problem with premature ejaculation with any other fear what do you do when you're afraid of something. Like if you're phobic about something, what do you do? Avoid it. Avoid it. <laughs> well, that works with a lot of fears, but the worst <laughs> thing you can do if you're a premature ejaculator True. is avoid sex for a long time. So when you finally do, boop. In case you couldn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and so uh, ironically, people do the, the counterintuitive thing, the worst thing they could possibly do, and then wonder why they keep being saddled with that problem. And then they don't just worry about it, but... One of the things you actually learn as a psychologist is as bad as, as you're afraid of things, the anticipatory anxiety is way worse. Right. So you're not just worried when you start unbuttoning your shirt that you're going to have a premature ejaculation. But if you have this problem chronically, you're thinking about it weeks in advance. Oh, my God. I hope not this time. Oh, my God. Right. The minute you meet have the you person, had- it's already throbbing in your brain. And have you got? But we don't know any. I mean, I this is what say. we've heard. <laughs> yeah. this, this has never been a problem. For right, right. Us. So you're when you premature you're ejaculate, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, can I ask you? I mean, in your lifetime, from what you've heard, no, no, but but for you, I mean, you've been very excited, and maybe it's not uh, certainly. Some if people you've read the beginning of the book. The right, very you, first you line emphasize is, this that you never happened to the authors. Right, right. So this is all. This is all conjectural. It's all hypothetical. Right. So hypothetically speaking, but we've heard well, story. We've heard stories. He he did all the clinical stuff. I, as a former actor, and well, even today, I'm acting and acting like I'm a rock star. But um, <laughs> it's I went out on the field and did most of the things. You know, basically, you know, so that I knew what it felt like, so right. we could honestly talk about. It's very noble. All of you. these things. I mean, I gained a lot of weight, so we could do the you know the fat belly. belly you know, stuff and um tell them about the penis reduction and the reduction yes i did that you know <laughs> you know which was much easier to do than the you, you know you redo. slave for your art you do you, know? you do you i became the book yeah i i i i honor and acknowledge the commitment thank you there now did you so so did you deliver bad sex to yes. people to see the response and then we tried i tried out the lines you know, and then I'd like, you oh. know, well, that was a good one. And that if wasn't, you don't you know. field test, you have nothing. It's exactly. all about data. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of research went through a lot of partners. Absolutely. Okay. So apart, so let, can we talk about the guys first? So apart, so you'd say maybe, would you say the number one most embarrassing thing would be premature ejaculation for guys? That's one of them. Yep. Okay. Um, the small penis is another one. Small penis? Impotence. Okay, wait. Impotence. Can't get it up. Big problem. Okay, let's talk about impotence then for a minute. Have it your way. <laughs> this is really like, are, are do guys actually think about this? Like, is this? I mean, I feel like sure. I mean, every guy goes through a phase, or maybe you think about it when you're older. But I mean, is this well? Like here's a here's what's nice. Plate? Once again, okay, we toss the question to you. Have you been with a sexual partner where it's kind of when is this thing going to wake up? Hey, what's going um, on here? No, once these, when these there were lots of hot. <laughs> once when, there were, when he had too many drugs involved. Um, yeah, I was going to say alcohol or drugs. Yeah, uh, that's two of the reasons. Uh, Don't forget fear. Fear, fear. too much yeah. porn. 
oh, there was one for like just a few minutes and not even like a, like a minute. And then it, we got over it and it was fine. But it was because we had had a very, um, uh, uh, <laughs> we had just had a very vulnerable conversation where I basically like told him that this wasn't happening. And then what, the rela- romantically, the relationship. Right, rom- oh, sorry. We had just wasn't the, the relationship or his impotence. <laughs> no, the relationship. Okay. Like it wasn't like we had been hanging out all, you know, we had been hanging out. At, this was the Burning Man lover when we had been hanging out and uh, we had not had sex. We were just new. We had just newly met. And then we sat down. And I'm like, listen, this isn't that we're just friends. This isn't going sexual. And then we and went in and then I like changed my mind, like some magical thing happened and I changed my mind. And then I, I was like, we totally were going at it. And he's like, wait, 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 I can't like, I can't focus. I can't focus. Cause I just like basically rejected him. So we just took a moment to like connect again. And, and then we were fine. That's but, interesting that. So again, it was like a college experience for me, but it was a bit similar. I was hot and cold. I kept changing my mind. And so then he kind of was like, all right, this isn't happening. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, we both went to sleep and I woke up, you know, fueled with, a, you know, desire and was like, and I'm ready. And, uh, and it was like a no go. But, but alcohol I, was involved earlier. I like, though, like when a guy when a guy when there's an issue like that, again, I mean, it hasn't happened a lot, but apart from drugs and alcohol related, but if it's emotional, I I kind of like it because it's this vulnerable. I see that the guy's vulnerable and um, it's not like I like it. And I'm like, oh, yes, I want you to have this problem again and again because it's obviously he's uncomfortable with it. But I don't see it as an issue. It's like, OK, fine. It's like you have emotions and feelings. Let's talk about them. Like, yeah. Well, he's got to be willing I to talk like about it, it. I feel like it's just a symbol of something that we need to talk about. No. Should we not well, talk yeah, about no, it? No. I mean, it's like, you know, he's probably going, you know, I don't know what my wife's thinking right now. And it's just getting really, you know, difficult for me. And I, you know, I think you're attractive, but I, I got to give her a call. And uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Uh, <laughs> but there are, you know, I think guys stress about, you know, performance very very much um and if yeah if it's to the point where it literally shuts you down and i know not a lot of guys seem to want to admit to that um it you know it it's it's another one of those i will you know i what can she what can she do to help this and if it's not working you know then you really feel like you know you're not a guy well can i say well the worst the worst thing is you're always thinking what's the other person thinking how are they evaluating this? So you might be saying to yourself, oh, he's vulnerable. He has feelings. That's nice. But if I'm thinking, she thinks I'm not a man. She thinks I'm, I just lay there like a lox. So we basically need to communicate. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Peter, no? I'm sure you have insight into this with the stage fright issue. But I, I was thinking, yeah, I mean... I think that there's this idea of performance and like, I'm, you know, it's the first time I'm going to sleep with her and I'm going to get in there and show her I'm a crusader, like, ah, you know, and, and really kind of scaling it back, being connected and present and like giving her your attention is going to make you more successful than this idea of like nailing the performance. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> the hard part is always the thoughts that you have coming into the situation that you've been taught over a lifetime and have come to believe. And the this isn't the funny part of the book. I but, know, we're getting so serious. The book's very but, funny. But the, the point is, all of your bad thoughts generally come from your personal vulnerabilities. Um, I, 
I was, this is a little apart from sex, but I was dealing with a, an actress who was very well known. If you saw her, you'd recognize her, um, who didn't believe that she was as pretty as other actresses. And every time that she didn't get a role, she knew why. Hmm. And so again, whatever you're carrying around is where you think, you know, gee, if I was, you know, taller, if I was, you know, if I had a, you know, better pecs, maybe she, you know, you walk in with that and you may, you may not ever look at my chest, but if I think I got a sunken chest, I'm going to be thinking that's what you're looking at and you're going to be disappointed. And whatever you say or don't say is irrelevant to what I believe. And if you don't think, if you think that beliefs are easy to change, then you don't understand why Donald Trump got elected. (laughs) (laughs) This brings us right back to bad sex. Oh, what a smooth segue. I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I've, I've been really wondering if Melania orgasms, and I know that people are, you know, no, I do. I'm, you know, because I want the first lady to to be someone who comes. She pays somebody to do that for Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Outsourcing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So, okay. So we've talked about impotence. We've talked about um, premature ejaculation. All the fun stuff. Let's pick on the women. I was going to say, let's move to the other side. Yeah, I'm interested in this because, oh, yeah, okay, wait, we're going to take a little break. But when we come back, we'll talk about, yeah, the, the, the way that women can fail at sex. And I think that's not talked about a lot at all. Again, that's kind of we, we, the onus, well, yeah, for once, the onus is on men in terms of expectation of performance. But what does it look like when the woman doesn't show up the way that we want? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be right back. Um, if you guys want to go, you can check out their book. It's on Amazon. It's the Bad Sex Manual. And um you can email us at advice at TA Talk Sex to get your questions in for the advice show at the end of the month. Advice at TATalkSex.com. I'm oh, sorry. God, I always forget that. Well, you know. Uh, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. back with tna talk sex i'm t and i'm a and we're talking with peter and tom tnp yeah (laughs) that's funny yeah uh (laughs) who wrote the bad sex manual which is also full of laughs and um and it's i mean it's a comedic book but capturing real issues that we're all dealing with yeah i mean i liked in your intro how you talked about kind of this uh, a hope to address sort of the mental health of America, which is certainly a big concern for us as well. I think we'd all be a lot happier with, yeah. with more to, openness. Trying to save the planet one fuck at a time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't agree more. Me to too. Be quite frank, yeah. But it's not limited to fucking. No. Right. There's lots of ways to have sex. That's true. Agreed. Okay, so now we're going to pick on the women. Yeah. Not pick. No, fo- focus. Not focus. Spotlight. Focus. Illu- illuminate. Yes. There we go. Okay, so ameliorate. Ameliorate. So let's talk about women. What what are some of the most embarrassing things that come up for women? Well, according isn't to you guys? it isn't it interesting that a woman is asking two men that question? Well, I'm curious what your guys' perspective was. Yeah, based on your uh, breasts. You know, size of breasts, either being too big, too small, seems to yeah. come I'm very small-chested. This is why my nickname is Ass on the show. A. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the tits of the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... 
no interesting i mean especially yes. from the male pers- so i know you're saying women but the male perspective of like what do you yeah I what mean, arises when you're with women and the weird kind of projections that they have well you know let me tell you about an interesting piece of research also not funny but i think real interesting there was a study done looking at the the feelings that young girls, this was like girls around the age of 10, had about their own bodies, comparing young white girls to black girls. And the black girls were way more accepting of their bodies, but if the white girls felt like they didn't look like Barbie, they weren't shit. They started developing body dysmorphia at that age. Wow, Was it specifically tied to Barbie? Yes. That was... <laughs> Oh, you have no idea how powerful wow. that image is with young girls. You've forgotten. I but we don't have, deal with yeah. sex with 10-year-olds, though, in the book. There's not a No, bad. no, we absolutely it, do not. This is just... No <laughs> yeah, it's, just it's, can it's be doctorly for us. And, and another plus of the book is no mention of bestiality. <laughs> well, there's definitely... Oh, I, there is one mention of it. You guys actually, there's sort of a sly... I felt like it was a sly joke or a sly reference to it when I was reading your book. Oh, That's what I'm, yeah. I've been called that a few times. <laughs> you know, what, what, what did we talk about? The, I don't think we talked about bestiality. I think it was it was a wink to it about the shepherds. There's something about shepherds in the field. That, Maybe that's, that's pretty out there. <laughs> I, I Maybe it was in your that, imagination. That no, I mean it was a joke brought, in the book. But. German Maybe shepherds. you brought to the table here. <laughs> I, I had a well. I, well, the should shepherd, I do the even shepherds and uh, the German shepherds? Are we talking? <laughs> no, um, of sheep. Like shepherds, oh, those shepherds. Yes, I had an interesting. This is a this is a uh, non sequitur. Well, yeah, but the, the, I mean, those are the best kind. <laughs> Sequiturs are boring. Well, I've I've I ended up I was um, auditioning for a showcase with a bunch of comedians in Nashville, and um, somehow while we were all having drinks after the audition phase, uh, got on the topic of how the, the sex with a sheep became a thing and it's apparently the anatomically uh the the vulva of a sheep Mm -hmm. apparently very much mimics or looks like a woman's vulva yeah and uh so then we googled photos and um it was true (laughs) and and woody allen covered it in uh everything you want to know about sex exactly afraid to ask yeah a lot of jokes about that topic which we're not going to go into yeah right right once i saw how similar it was i i had to kind of go oh maybe it's not just a joke it 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 seems like it could very much be a real thing it's a thing i think it's a thing but but going back to yeah go ahead yes um, staying abreast of what we're talking (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you for bringing us back (laughs) Um, if you've known young girls just just hitting pubescence that were small chested, it affects their entire lives. Oh my God, I was that I was that girl. Like I and, it totally took over my life. You know, you there were you know, strong strong relationships with Kleenex, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> lot, I mean, so if you think about that first moment that a woman has to have that moment of truth. Do they worry about it? Oh my gosh, we stories about you know arranging the lighting and getting it from a certain angle and yeah, I'm grateful that I got over that, but it took it took a while. Do you feel like you had lovers that validated your breath? You know that that by having sex with them and because they were so you know amorous of you that you thought, wait, I'm fabulous, I love this. Yeah, well, I think here's the thing: like I had never. 
I was never, I was always considered like a pretty girl, you know, an attractive girl in high school. I was not the popular girl or in that crowd, but like the popular boys liked me and then I got shat on for it. Oh yeah, that's but, bad news. If but, you're an out, yeah, if you're the outlander right, right, and, then, no, and was, the popular boys I was evil. That is bad news, right. <laughs> you're but, not getting any sympathy votes here. But I was, but I, I totally had no body, you know, like I was like a stick through, all through. I didn't get hips till I was 19, you know, and, and my breasts really never came in. The ones, the ones I do have now didn't really come in until... I don't know, probably around the same age, 19 or so. But um, what was the question? But yeah, you, you did, did I get you, over it? You probably can't relate to the self-consciousness of it then. Oh, for, are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> you're joking. Oh, you you're joking. You uh, got uh, nailed, damn it. I <laughs> no, I definitely so relate. subtle coming in under the... Uh, <laughs> but what happened was, yeah, no, I never had boyfriends or lovers or anybody I, who like, you know, ever said anything negative or anything. But I think... I think I just forced myself to get it. Once I decided I for sure wasn't going to do corrective anything, I just, I think I just decided I wasn't going to let it rule my life and this was silly and to get over it. But I think also I, I did central massage for several years and um, and you unveil your nude, right? <laughs> In front of like a lot of different men. And and, um, and I did get a lot of praise, you know, and they were very often like, don't you ever touch, don't ever change yourself. And I think that helped. Well, let's honestly. talk about a different yeah female mm. problem and probably one that both of you obviously face all the time frigidity frigidity us being frigid oh <laughs> yeah wait wait wait. is this us being frigid oh, or guys being again. frigid no. no it's a joke what why didn't i because you're obviously not and so he's just uh, thank you so much <laughs> yeah, for I'm, translating i'm a great I'm translator blonde. <laughs> um, i was feeling all alone here for a minute yeah i know we you. we hugged you all when you came in the door um <laughs> yeah but things change <laughs> exactly well things do change yes, and what is. causes and the don't frigidity. ever point that finger again at me like pointing that, unless you're prepared to use it oh Uh-oh. oh <laughs> put some butter on it exactly yeah it's like <laughs> we prefer chapter four we prefer coconut that was, oil that was in chapter four <laughs> yeah yeah we are yeah, advocates of coconut oil <laughs> so what about the other thing that we talk about about women being self-conscious if their breasts are too big because we've had a few people and that we've run across that were very much wish that they could have a reduction mm-hmm. but they became mm. self-conscious about that but also just about weight in general. Women, there have been actually women who are self-conscious when they're overweight. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I don't believe you. Well, I, I, would, I read I it. Just it was in a magazine. don't believe you. It was in a credible magazine. <laughs> I thought of um, when I was in middle school, actually, the, the first girl to develop breasts got picked on also because it was just the opposite. And everyone was saying, oh, she's stuffing her bra, this kind of heckling from the, from the girls chorus, you know, I mean, just harassment on all fronts. You're either too wow, small, awful. you're too big. Kids yeah, are awful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I was, I guess, lucky to just sort of be the average and develop somewhere in the middle. So, you know, there wasn't any trauma. Yeah. Like ex- excessive attention. And then I ended up having, you know, nicely sized breasts. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm good and average. <laughs> but, you know, a, a lot of really what we're talking about is those very first few sexual episodes with a person. Because mm-hmm. once you get to know each other, all right, it's okay, yeah. to, but that first time that you have to... Yeah, you, well, acceptance, right? And I was, I'm just wondering, what's that other person thinking? And wouldn't it be nice to have a source right there on your, your nightstand? You could say, what do I do? Bad sex manual. And then there it is. It's like better than a magic eight ball, you know, because it's all sex <laughs> answers. So. 
Yep. Possible, fra- possible phrases or, or alternative ways to, ways statements. Ways to get you out of that gracefully. And famous people who had similar problems mm-hmm. that we, we, we quote. I highlight. I like the one about Cleopatra. <laughs> and because apparently and she had very bad hygiene issues, <laughs> according to Peter and Tom. <laughs> yes, in their, in their fanciful uh, <laughs> imaginations. Careful, careful. <laughs> no spoilers. What um I, I think what led you all to writing the book? I know we touched on on the creating of it, but besides untold wealth, besides that, right? Is there anything besides untold wealth? Is that told I've wealth? Been told there is, but I'm told, so far told wealth, I guess, yeah. would be the <laughs> next best thing. Okay, it just was a book that needed to be done, and no one had done it, so I guess that sort of was the excuse. And when did we start this? In 1973. Something. Something like that. <laughs> wow. It's, it's actually so it overnight. Funny, this, this is actually a funny story, sort of, that we wrote this book. We started working on this book right, probably around 1980 or just before. And it was pretty much done. And then we said, okay, let's go market it. And it was based on the idea that that was a very sexually liberated time. And then overnight, AIDS hit. Oh, yeah. And the era mm. of one-night stands and casual sex as we say in Spanish, El Gano. It was just done. And so it just sat on a shelf for years. And months and months and months ago, we sort of looked at it again and said, wow, it's even funnier now. And then we added a bunch of stuff to it. But the funniest thing, at least for me, is we contacted the people who we took the photos of from that time, Mm -hmm. and they didn't remember having taken the photos. No. Come on. So let's describe for, for people who are listening, the photos are of um, like 1970s black and white style photos that are of a, of a, couple, of a couple like, like a man clothed and, and, you know, fully clothed, fully clothed. Yeah. In Except these. for the premature ejaculation time lapse photos where right. he's wearing no socks or shoes. Right. The, the photos are hysterical. I love that learning that detail that they're actually authentically photographed from that time. And I mean, looking That's at true. it, it looks like it was sort of an intentional yeah, yeah, yeah. I d- contemporary I design like, in the book. Well, you know, we want you to be able to leave the book around. And if your kids pick it up, you know, they're not going to see anything that, you know, you don't you have to explain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah, I mean, it's when I was a child, I found a book called How Babies Are Made. My mom had bought it for my older brother and sister. And then I, I ran around the neighborhood with it, teaching all little kids how babies are made. <laughs> yeah. I still have the book. Yay, T! Yeah, we'll have to post it on Instagram, the book. But. but can I say, though, that I think this would be the best sex book to get a hold of if you were a kid, honestly. You think so? It's pretty good I for an adult. Kid, yeah, I didn't think kids read anymore. No. <laughs> Well, if we're go lucky on YouTube, enough. Go on YouTube, pretty much see anything you need to see. You know, Even static pictures are no good. They'd have to shake them to make it look like animation. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think, yeah, no, it would be amazing. Um, um, okay, so what, so is, are we missing anything? Let's see, top, T, have you had, have you had any top, like, really embarrassing moments as yeah, we, a woman? We kind of, we talked about a couple before the show. No, you didn't tell me any of them. Oh, personal embarrassing yeah. moments? Uh-huh. I mean, I try to block them out. <laughs> that's what, I think that's what we do with the book, too. We bring up all this stuff, people going, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I forgot that. about the time oh. that... Uh, mine would be queefing. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when it first happened, and I was yeah. 18 with my second boyfriend, which was pretty much the first guy I had sex with. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, yeah, and 
I'll tell the story. It was really actually in hindsight. It's really funny how I reacted. But um, but yeah, we were like in his basement in his room and like, you know, getting it on. And then it, it's pumping like it's natural. And it, and it happened. And I literally jumped and squealed and jumped off the bed <laughs> and like pulled up kind of in a corner, but like tried to like act like I was fine. And he was like, what? What? What happened? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking? He's like, what? He was genuinely like, seriously concerned as any normal human being would. And I was like, no, 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 nothing. I'm cool. Nothing, nothing. <clears throat> Let's just, <laughs> I just tried to get back in it. <laughs> Awful. Like, it was so like yeah. silly looking back on how I reacted that way. But because it's, you know, not having had sex many times since then, it's so normal. Well, it's I, just, think, the, I, I think, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly for people that are just starting to have sex, those things are such big blown up moments yeah and but i think any kind of new affair too if it happens then yeah. out comes a you know the guy yeah yeah but he's gonna do some kind of reaction and you're gonna be you oh, didn't I'm know so he sorry. did impressions did you <laughs> but i think that a guy who's had sex before would know that when you're pumping a vagina there's mm-hmm. going to be air like it's like you have sexual veterans at, at no but you're right here, it's no? certainly not fun when it does happen you're like <laughs> that's, true. that's I, true I still don't in you know I haven't gotten to the point of enjoying I, it that's you true know? me either I'm not looking forward to that moment <laughs> it's, it's always a, a like you said use cuteness it's always like a, a you know a giggle and a oh yeah the, the cuteness to avoid in the book <laughs> yeah um gosh it's also, it's also different too where where you are as the guy when that happens if, it, <laughs> if you're up close true. and personal in 3d <laughs> it's a whole different thing than you know being up kissing and having That's it happen true. below the waist i've never had to have been up close and personal in 3d well, Thank then God. you have something to look forward to. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for that. <laughs> I'll let everybody know when it does happen. And think, think of me when it happens. I, I, <laughs> I certainly will. What would Peter do, right? <laughs> How would Peter advise no, me? No, what page would that be on? What page would that be on? Quick. <laughs> and it doesn't um, bother me for, if anybody wants to know. I'm just uh, out there. Tom, yeah, thank I have, you. I am totally behind it. I think it's great. You know, any any sounds, any noises, any anything that a woman can do that makes me realize something's happening, I'm happy. Any sign, any yeah. sign. Yeah, just wake up, come on. I'm still thinking about embarrassing Seriously? things. I, I mean, you know, I guess maybe more recently it's I mean it's not like a huge embarrassment but like I didn't think my period had you know like the period oh, starts the period. during this oh, you know period. it's oh, god, it where yeah. it just surprises both of you and all of a sudden oh my god you know and and you know that's never fun you're like oh god sorry but Ugh. you guys are in a difficult position because you've been doing the podcast for a long time you talk a lot about sexuality We've desensitized so so yeah really <laughs> But, you know, imagine again, you're on that, you know, second date from Match.com and you haven't dated in a while and all of a sudden. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much sympathetic and, to and feel feeling shy. People. And, you know, our, our view is kind of much better if you can learn to laugh at that stuff than just walk away in disgrace and shame. Definitely. I agree. Well, I'll say this. I'm look, we all have, of course, you have moments of doubt or insecurity as you are unrobing with a partner. Why are you pointing? (laughs) Because, because, (laughs) Peter, you acknowledged it. I'm just a camaraderie. I was just reaching out and being empathic. (laughs) See how you misinterpret. Uh, You know, but I've had, I have certain insecure moments. I mean, we've talked about on the show, like, I don't. Um, I do not shave down there. And so some guys have an issue with it and some don't. And so there's always a little bit of a, 
I feel like I'm Which 75. You? Yeah, I'm 75% good to go. Then there's a 25% that like throws the curveball and gets weird on me. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but it doesn't feel good because I, if I'm getting naked with the person, I'm excited to have sex with them. So mm-hmm. it's a, it is a shame and it doesn't make me feel good. Um, sure, yeah. And then uh, I will, okay. Well, I don't know if it counts as an embarrassing moment, but I've like switched over. I don't really wear regular deodorant anymore and i kind of i like the way i smell but every now and then i'm like i hope i'm not too fragrant for the guy that i'm with (laughs) and i always have like a little moment of insecurity i haven't no guy's said anything yet i think it smells good do you speak i do coconut oil and lavender so it kind of is like a sweet smell okay but sometimes i'm you know very very me very me. But, but Tom's question: Do you speak French? Oh, I do actually. Yeah, well, that's perfect. Just go right into the French. Of course, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Before I'm you, gonna learn, you, you pronounce know, smell croissant my armpit beautifully. French. Before, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I've, I've had I've dealt with the the period embarrassment many times, and being a horror director, I immediately go to <laughs> Norman Bates from Psycho. You know, oh blood, mother, blood. Oh God, mother. <laughs> And that usually ends the date pretty quick, but I'm laughing later. It's a great, you know, locker story. It's hysterical. How do you guys, though, honestly, like, like, what's your on? Like, are you cool with the? I mean, yeah. What's your? Is it just like, oh, it happens. You just get over it, or is it just a really secretly gross guys out, and they're just trying to be nice? No, it's certainly not. From my standpoint, not a problem. No, never has been. It's very much, you know. It's just, I always feel bad if she feels bad right. you know yeah. and, and try to like no it's not an issue it's like oh, that's horrible no it isn't it totally isn't. <laughs> oh i like the way you said that that was like a great intonation it isn't yeah. it is not but well, it's hug de- it out it depends because like when i used to think oh is she knocked up oh she's got a period yes <laughs> yeah you know, it, it depends. win it depends it is a mm. gift and female ejaculations is that's another one a lot that of did get come very, up upset it's like you're upset you know for a guy it's like yeah 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 the 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 home run right you're like ah i did that but i did bring this up i i had a friend who did have this where she noticeably floods you know when with most partners Mm -hmm. and so i I would imagine that you'd become a little more insecure about one night stands that kind of thing i mean wanting to maybe tell the person before you go there Mm because you know that's it can be quite messy (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so I, I think that's certainly to deal with, yeah, like, that, on the a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. I think the answer is often addressing it head on in a way. I mean, the problem, the solution. Yeah, it is. Well, but see, the, the interesting thing, you mentioned the C word before, um, communication, not the, mm-hmm. other, not the other C word. Yes. Um, and again, once you know somebody really well and you have a relationship and mutual feeling, that's all easy stuff. It's the early time in the relationship when one of those things happens. So what you're saying is you and, should get and, to know the person. <laughs> and, your, and your level of experience yeah, at having yeah. those situations. In other words, it's, it's one thing, like you guys probably are a little bit jaded just talking to people all the time about sex and they have issues about sex and they're thinking about it all the time. But think of all those no. people, think of all the people who don't have many sexual experiences. Who tend to not go out for months at a time? They're shy. They're afraid. You know, they might have. You know, finally somebody fixes them up, or they have enough nerve to go on the internet and get a date. And you know, they haven't had sex in four or five months, and then one of these things happens. Yeah, they need two copies of our book. 
<laughs> one for each eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's why I, th- I hope that people listen more to these kinds of things and, and read your book and like listen to our show and, and yeah. read your book and stuff because that's the thing. Like the reason why those moments were embarrassing for me was because nobody had ever talked. To- I grew up with three brothers and, and, and sex that is, doesn't exist. So like, for example, queefing, my embarrassing moment. I didn't know, I, I had never known what queefing was. No one never told mm-hmm. me that that's a natural part of sex. Like there's just not a conversation happening about that. You know, so yeah, no, you're right. When I, I feel first, like if I had any sort of like you're right. remote understanding that then it wouldn't have been so. But see, one, of the, one of the things is embarrassing moments are things you work hard to avoid. Sometimes the terrible personal costs. Um, and one of the things that we do think, even though we wrote this as a book that's funny, is it's a way to desensitize those moments and to get you used to first the idea of, hey, everybody has things like this happen to them, and they're just as easily funny as they are embarrassing and, and shameful. Right. Nicely said. I, I just wanted to add, when I first started having sex, you're right, I, I was embarrassed to express myself, actually, and I think that's probably an issue for a lot of women, right? Because you, like, you can... Like, like, with, like moaning and... Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. exactly. Like, there was this sort of, I, you know, right, you become like this mute board... <laughs> Because you're like, God forbid so I do hot. something embarrassing. And you're like, oh, you know, in hindsight, oh, I'm, you, that's the, that is the point. You're supposed to turn on and, ex- and be able to express yourself fully but you, with this But person. your parents are on the other side of the wall. So yeah. it it, <laughs> exactly. Which, which makes it exciting, too, that way, too. <laughs> Down the road. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That is exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, thank you, guys. Do, do you have anything? Do, do we... Have anything else that we really want? Yeah, that you guys want to touch on? Did we leave we anything missed? out? Don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> While oh. on the air. Oh. Okay. Uh, what, do, what do we want to touch? Want to touch tongues? <laughs> well, there's, there's so many places to touch. It's hard to even get a hierarchy going. It's true. And yeah, I mean, we've given you guys too many options. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've pretty much researched everything. Um, we should you research the full body yeah. closely in, in the area, you know, just mm. as one area of interest. We we mentioned we have a, a section for men and a section for women, but there's also a vast LGBT section in the book, which basically says it's pretty much the same as between heterosexual couples, but the chromosomal arrangement's a little more similar between <laughs> the two. There you go. And I did ask him about doing animals, and you said. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that. All right. Well, the book is called The Bad Sex Manual, and you guys can go on Amazon and check it out. It's going to be great for Valentine's Day, actually. So and this... you can always go to www.badsexmanual.com. There you go. Well, we got one of those, too, don't we? Yeah. We got we're making, you're average. making it easy for us. Yes. I think it's a and great <laughs> coffee table book, frankly. I think it, it's a great like conversation starter because the stories are so funny. But you're right, hitting on these true things that come up for everybody well, i mean if you want you know you want the conversation to like escalate quick and like make the party really fun but you're <laughs> making a very good point they should have a 
copy on the coffee table as well as a second copy on the nightstand. And by the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's a good because toilet. Because you never know where you're going to get it on, you know? Right. Or you was, run out of toilet paper. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say it's a good toilet book because I, I had friends who have great books in the bathroom. But the mm-hmm. truth is, I, I'm never in the bathroom that long. I don't quite a understand that. A lot of people that. read. I'm not one of those either. I don't, I'm, Allegedly, yeah, I it's not good for you. It actually can cause hemorrhoids, everyone. So please yeah. put I it on the coffee table. I think guys do it more than women. I have a girlfriend who does, oh, really? too. Yeah. Yeah, it shocks always, me. I'm like, wow, you're one of Every boys. woman I know goes in, comes out, you right. know, and me and everybody else, it's like, no, no, catch up on the reading. <laughs> I, I recommend, like, I would think hot bath, take a bath and read the book, mm-hmm. you know, just that's, that's my, more that's, feminine where, way that's where I would maybe. spend my time no, in the No, 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 because the pages would start to wilt and that would make you think of chapter two. No good. <laughs> Limpness. <laughs> Barrel. <laughs> All right, so the Bad Sex Manual. Um, l- let's see, uh, email us at advice at tatalksex.com to get in on the end of the month advice show. Yeah. All right, then. That is episode 129 of TNA Talk Sex because sex isn't ever just about sex. Uh, I'm T. And I'm A. Mm-hmm.